Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Resource Room Podcast. Today, let's talk about crappy sight word goals. Before I really dive into the goal itself, I do want to talk a little bit about sight words because, you know, as more research is emerging about the science of reading and things like that, I kind of want to talk a little bit about my opinion of this. Feel free to disagree. It's okay. It won't hurt my feelings one bit. But I think for us as special education teachers, sometimes sight words are a necessity for our students. And so when we start talking about the science of reading and no sight words, no sight words, you know, things like that, or heart words, and they're, the heart words are very, it's a short list, a much shorter list, because truth be told, a lot of our dull sight words, they are decodable. But here's the caveat, or here's what I think is different. They are decodable at certain reading levels. But if I'm working on reading a CVC word, then I hate to tell you the word make is not decodable for me because I'm still working to read a CVC word. I don't understand, I don't know, I'm not ready for magic E. So I think that there is a time and a place for high frequency words. And I think when we're talking about our students with disabilities, they all have different strengths and weaknesses. So sometimes we have students who decoding is their strength and they don't have a lot of orthographic fluency. They don't have things that are kind of ingrained into their mind as sight words. And to be honest, the goal is for every word to be a sight word, right? We as adults aren't sitting stretching out every word that we read. We have them memorized. We've decoded them enough. We've seen them enough that now it is orthographically mapped in our mind. And so, yes, I think sight words, we still need phonics, but I think for some of our students where the phonics pace that they're on, the amount of time it takes to master some of those skills is so long and their strength might be memorization. And so sometimes I think it's all about balance. And for our students with disabilities, I think it makes sense to lean into their strengths. And if memorization is a strength for them, let's help them build some confidence by memorizing a lot of words so that they can read more text. And let's be honest, even if like right now I have a lot of fourth graders, let's say some of those fourth graders are working on their first grade Dolch sight word list or the second grade Dolch sight word list to memorize some of those words. That's still not fourth grade level, my friends. They're still behind. So that is my soapbox moment about sight words. I don't know that we need to lose them altogether, but I don't think um, we should put all of our eggs in that basket and not teach decoding. I think our kids need both. And for some of our kids, one will be easier than the other. And we've got to lean into our strengths. So 
That's my soapbox moment about sight words. If you are against sight words or you don't want to go that route, that's okay. Don't give your kids those goals. But I do think for some of our kids, sight words are a strength. And I want to help them build their sight word vocabulary so that they can read more text and fill in that gap at a little faster rate than if we are only, only working on decoding. Because for some of these kids, decoding is very, very hard. So with all that being said, let's talk about this crappy goal. Once again, I'm gonna read it two times. I want you to think about the things that you love or the things that you hate or the things that confuse you. By the end of the IEP year, Kyle will read sight words with 80% accuracy in four out of five trials. Okay, think about that. What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you think is missing? Here it is again. By the end of the IEP year, Kyle will read sight words with 80% accuracy in four out of five trials. Once again, this was a real goal. I put Kyle, which is my husband's name in it, um, but this was a real goal. So my problems with this, what sight word list are we reading? Is it something that's issued by your school? Is it something that is used by that particular grade level? Is it something that, um, you know, is universally used like dulce sight words or fry sight words? What list of words are we reading? Do I get to pick and choose my favorites? What are we doing? So that to me is my first problem with this goal. I don't know what list of words we're reading. And then I'm kind of thinking, you know, for people who use my reading series, if I had a goal like this, I wouldn't know what level to put them in. Are we at the red level where we're working on like pre-primer, just basic, basic sight words? Are we up to yellow where we're working on like first grade dulce sight words? What are we doing here? You know, I, I don't know based on this goal. And I pride myself on being able to take their goals and shove them into a reading group where I know they're going to work on mastering that goal. This goal would not help me get there. Now, the second problem that I have, I might make myself sound so stupid saying this, okay? Or so like, Amanda, oh my gosh, you call yourself a special ed teacher? I have no idea why we always put with 80% accuracy in four out of five trials. I don't know what that means. I assume that that means that that child has to read those words four times with 80% accuracy to master that goal. So what that would mean is, let's say I collect data 12 times per year, okay? 12 of them. That means that four of those data points, they have to read 80% of the words. So that's like the last nine weeks of the year. That means the only progress of like growth that we're ever making is in those first, like that first semester or the first three, nine weeks. And that just doesn't seem realistic to me. So I guess maybe four out of five trials, would that be like, if I were progress monitoring weekly, maybe then that, you know, four weeks in a row, they were able to do something. So like, okay, you've got it. Um, maybe that's better for like a behavior situation where, you know, four out of five days a week or something along those lines. So it's on so many goals and I don't get it. To me, four out of five is 
So what? Like, I'm just so confused. I don't know. But we stick it on all kinds of goals. And if it makes sense to you, include it. But it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't include it. So here's my improved goal. This is what I would put. By the end of the IEP year, when asked to read words from the pre-primer Dolch sight word list, Kyle will be able to independently read them with 80% accuracy. Sometimes I also say when asked to read the 41 words from the pre-primer Dolch sight word list, and then I tell how many words I want them to read. So let's say right now they only know maybe eight words. 80% is 33 words. That is a lot of growth and maybe that's attainable. I, you know, I don't know your student. However, that seems like a lot to go from eight to 32. So maybe I want to go from like eight to 25 or eight to 20 or something like that. So sometimes I may not put 80%. Maybe sometimes I put the exact number of words that I want them to be able to read. Um, you know, that really varies kind of depending on how low is that student right now. Sometimes though, if they're already reading, you know, 15 to 20 words, then maybe, yeah, I want you to be able to read 80% of that list because I think 33 is very doable. Maybe I want them to be able to read every word on the list or 40 out of 41 or, or whatever. You know, you use your best judgment, but I like to um, be able to list what list because even if maybe a student comes to me and I'm not a pre-primer dull sight word list lover, I can at least Google it and have an idea of what, what that student should be able to do. When it comes to progress monitoring this goal, I do a couple of different things, um, really depending on how many words or how fast or how slow some of my students are. And it really it varies based on the group that I'm talking about. So I have a kindergarten group that really we, they're very high for kindergarten and they're high because their behavior is poor, if I'm being honest. So their academics are quite high. And so as we're working on some of these sight words, I'm not assessing them on all 41 words. That would be silly. They haven't even been exposed to some of those words. So what I like to do then is I like to play a game with them where I use the flashcards of the words that we have actually been exposed to or we have actually practiced. So what I do is I take those flashcards for the words that we've actually practiced and I put them in my pocket chart and then I hide these little animals behind it. They're kindergarten kids. They absolutely eat it up to find where the giraffe is or find where the koala bear is or whatever little piece, whatever little animal I've hidden behind. And so then what I do usually just on a post-it note is I'm keeping track of what those students, which words they knew and which words they did not. So what they have to do is, you know, we'll say, oh, where's the giraffe, you know, and we're trying to find where that giraffe is hidden. So they would have to say, um, I think it's behind the, and so we pull the and see if the giraffe is there. Oh, it's not there. Next student, give me a word. And then whoever finds the giraffe gets to come up and be the teacher. So just like before with the letter flashcards, Whoever gets to be the teacher, I can tell, do they know that that's the word the? Because when a student says it, you know, they, they don't know which card to pull. I also like that because then they could also say, oh, is it the or in? You know, they can, so when they're the teacher, I get a good idea of which words they do or they don't know. 
And then in the same token, we uh, practice, we drill those cards that we've already been practicing is and the and in and like. We've been working on those now for a couple of weeks. And so with that, I take those flashcards and we drill them in the same way that we do our letters. We start our group that way every day. And so with that, then on progress monitoring week, somebody gets to be the teacher. And so I can hand that stack and I can see, do they know it? Or are they relying on me or the group to tell us what the word is? So once again, that progress monitoring is not taking away from any of our group time. Now, those are kids who maybe we know just a handful of sight words. That's it. For kids who are working on more than that, like, you know, maybe they're on the primer, dull sight word list, they've been at these for a little bit, I, I'm going to need something else to test them. We could certainly do that. Um, but I think for my bigger kids or my older kids working on more difficult things, I like to see of the complete list, how many do they know? And so again, I copy those pages, the progress monitoring pages from the teacher's guide. I copy those on the backs of each of their books and then I just swap papers with them. So while they're finding their blue and their green words, I'm going to have the students who need to read sight words, I'm gonna have them read those sight words to me. Now, keep in mind, some kids might have to be, have a decoding goal. And so they're gonna read the top half of the page but somebody else might have a sight word goal and they're gonna read the bottom half of the page. And that's just up to me to have my little cheat sheet and figure out who goes where and what are we monitoring and those kinds of things. So um, to me, I'm not wasting any group time, but I'm getting very accurate data. It's not something that's hard for me. And because it's copied on the third, every third week, then by the end of the nine weeks, I have all the data points that I need for my progress monitoring. Now, before I wrap this up, I do wanna tell you that I have another idea that I'm going to be playing with the second semester, but I have not actually done it. So I don't wanna tell you this idea and you'd be like, oh, that's the greatest idea, and then it flop. But I'm gonna try it. I also want to do something where, how many sight words could you read in one minute to encourage that orthographic fluency? and save time. That way really all we're doing is reading for one minute, almost like you would do a timed math fact test. I don't know how it's gonna go, but it is something that I do wanna try the second semester, see how things are going, so that then I can decide if that's a way that I want to tweak some of my goals going, going forward. How many sight words from a particular list can they read in one minute? I also think that it would be something that the kids would enjoy, you know, set the timer. How many can you get? Oh, last time you read four. This time, can you read seven? This time, can you read 10? Get a prize or a piece of candy or a sticker or something if you reach that goal, whatever it is. Um, I think it could be a really fun way to practice some of those and for them to see the value of, hey, I need to work on said goals, if that makes sense. As always, I like to try new things and see how it works out. So I'll share that as I have results or thoughts, changes, that kind of thing. But it is something that I wanna try to make progress monitoring just a little bit faster for some of these sight words. In next week's episode, we are going to move to reading comprehension and how we can improve IEP goals for students who are working to improve their comprehension, whether it be multiple choice questions in writing, that kind of thing. So I'll see you then. 
Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.